This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, so we're going to learn some very, very deep thoughts tonight on the secrets of Purim. And we're going to start off talking about what was really going on over here. So actually, Gemara says, Where do we know Haman from the Torah? Right? So everyone knows. Where do we know Esther from the Torah? Where do we know Haman from the Torah? So Hamina eats. Esther Esther from Haster, Esther is Parnai. And Haman is from Hamin eats. So, first of all, brought down in Kabbalistic Svarim that really the war that was going on here was Haman, which is Amalek, which is the Satan, which is Esau, which is the Nachash. And Mordechai was Adam, with Google of Adam, I think through actually Avraham, and Esther we know the 127 countries, through Sarah, and Sarah we learned in the Chidah was the Gilgal of Chava. So really, what was going on here was the Nachash against Adam and Chava once again. Specifically against Chava, because Chava was the one who did the Avera. Now, there are many proofs to this. And there's some really fascinating, fascinating title. Listen to this. So, there's certain parts of the Megillah that we, when the, when the Balkara reads it, we read it out loud, right? Together with him. Uh, the first time we meet Mordechai, right? First time we meet Mordechai, so it says, Ishuhudi, right? We say that. And then we say, after Haman gets hung, after Haman gets hung, we say, comes out well at the end we say the last but before that when he comes out after Haman's done right Pasik Tes Vav Herek Ches Mordechai left from, from the king with kingly clothing, royal clothing purple gold um, purple wool beautiful linen clothing who cares why are we, why are we, saying, why are we saying that out loud that he, that he came out all dressed up okay it's very nice but then we say, right? And then everyone says, "Can't see alone," but it's not, doesn't say that there. Doesn't say that there, right? So who cares how he's dressed? Why are we reading that out loud all together? Okay, good question. It's a good question. I understand why Yehudim lights the and puts but I understand that he came out dressed with clothing, the royal clothing. 
That's something that we have to announce. That's not something to announce. What does that do with Yeshua? What does it do with Yeshua? One. Now, if you look, this is like crazy stuff. Really unbelievable stuff. You look at when Esther HaMalka went into the king. It says the following. But he Shishi. And it was on the third day. Tubash Esther Malchus. And Esther put on Malchus. She got dressed with Malchus. What does that mean? What does that mean? But Tubash Esther Malchus. And right, she stood by the Khatama. But Tubash Esther, purple wool, blue wool, dress, linen. What are you saying about him? What does it mean she got dressed Malchus? How do you get dressed Malchus? Right? What does it say by Mordechai? Mordechai Yatsam Ufnei HaMelech Gulavosh Malchus Same words What's going on over here? He went with Malchus She went with Malchus What's going on here? The answer is fascinating Let's go back to the whole war here What was the war? Haman Haman was the Nachash what did the Nachash do? He got Chavatit from the Eitzadas, right? Okay, so first of all, no, I'll save that. Let's go first to the question that I asked. So, where does it say Hamin Ha'etz? So, in Bereshis, right? They eat from the tree. Where are you? And he says, I hear you, Hashem. But I'm scared because I am unclothed. Right? I'm unclothed. I'm make, whatever. Unclothed. We'll use that word. Uh, so I covered myself up. My Hashem said, Who told you that you're not, that you're unclothed? Did you eat from that tree? So the Gemara says, Where do you see Haman From Hamin what happened as a result of Mordechai, of, of Adam and Chav eating from the tree? How did Hashem know that they ate from the tree? He ate The minute they ate from the tree, they realized they were unclothed. Now, you know, Chaim Vital writes, what do you mean, they're walking around unclothed? What does that mean? That they were walking around unclothed? They were, they were like animals? So Rav Chaim Vital says that they were dressed in a ruach, in a light. Other Machava were dressed in a light that covered their bodies. From, the, from, from Hashem, from the Kedusha. When the Eifnei Tzadat, they lost that light and all of a sudden their bodies were showing. And they were very embarrassed of their bodies. So the Haman, his, where he started from, where he came from, which is the Nachash, Haman Menatayra Minayin, Minhoeit, from eating from the tree, so what he caused is that other Machava were unclothed. Who was Mordechai and Esther? The clothing that Esther walked into Achashverosh with, what was that clothing? What's that? What's that Malchus that you walked in with? So if you look, it's brought down in the Medrash. I've never taught this before. This is like unbelievable stuff. 
if you look in the Medrash, he says the following. What does that mean that she got, she, what, what is the Bush Hamachas, right? I know I, uh, I underlined it. So the Bush Hamachas was that she had, she got back the Ruch HaKodesh. She got back this, 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 uh, this, the Bush Hamachas is the, is that Kedusha that they lost when they ate from the tree. So she got back this lavush, which was, um, I don't know where I marked it off. So that's what it means, lavush hamachos. So the, the tikkun that they had to do for eating from the etadas was to clothe themselves back with the light. Actually, it's in the, you know where it is? It's in the, it's in the, it's in the Kaliyasha. Of course, it's Kabbalistic in the Kabbalistic. Kabbalistic says, Malchus of Ruch HaKadosh, where are you? Where are you, where are you, where are you? Ah, beautiful. It's in the Maria Aish. Anyone who doesn't believe me can look it up. Perik Tzadik Zion. It's on page Tuf Kuf Yud Aleph. But Tilbash Esther Malchus, he asks, Big Day Malchus, what's Big Day Malchus? Right? Of course she was dressed in, she was a queen, she was dressed in royal clothing. What are you telling me? Ella, Shilavashta Ruach HaKodesh. She was clothed in Ruach HaKodesh. Hanish Efes Mimidus Malchus. That comes from the Svira of the seven Svira's in Malchus. So, let's go back. So, Haman, Minatari Minai, and Haman comes from the Etadas. Haman is the Nachash. He caused them, the whole thing of a Minai's that he caused them was what? That they saw that they were undressed. So, she came to, she, so, so he says, Kabayosha says, so first of all, you need to know who was it that she was going in front of? Right? Who was this? Since it doesn't say Melchakashverosh, since it doesn't say that she was going in front of Melchakashverosh, anytime it says in the Megillah Esther, it says Hamelech, and it doesn't say the word Achashverosh, it means Hashem. So she was, she had to fix what happened in, in Ganadin where she ate from the Etzadas, so now she had to redress herself with that Kedusha. Right? So he says, and when it says, that Esther was standing in the courtyard of the Melech, what Melech? Melech Zeh Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's talking about she was in the, in the courtyard of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Doesn't say Katsar Melech Akashverosh. It says the Yoshin Melech Esther Shabbat Azov, that the king put out his, his scepter. Who put out a scepter? Kaddish Baruch Hu put out a scepter. The Moshe Kalech Hachel Chesed, Shubiyana Kaddish Baruch Hu. What was that scepter? This is all Kabbalah. This is all the Kabbalah. What does he mean he put out the scepter and he touched, and he touched it on her head? What was the scepter? What's Hashem's scepter? Hashem's scepter is, is chesed. But it wasn't only to her that Hashem put the Shabbat Azov, this chesed. All of Adas ben Yisrael. Hashem gave it to all Adas ben Yisrael. So what's going on over here is, she wasn't, okay, again, everything on this world is mirrored on that world. So if Hashem wouldn't have put out his chesed and to her in that world, Akashiros wouldn't have put out his he wouldn't have put out his Shabbat in this world. So it had to happen there first, then it happened over here. So 
Kodesh Baruch Hu, she had to had to correct what happened by the Eitzadas, and he had to correct what happened by the Eitzadas. So she, he later on, when he comes up, what are we screaming? We're screaming. Now you have to know that in Kabbalah, it's it's brought down that in the next world, there's no clothing, there's no physical clothing. So what do you wear in the next world? You're walking around like, so you wear clothing that comes from your mitzvahs. So the more beautiful the clothing, the more bigger mitzvahs that you have. And there's a very scary, um, very scary zayar. It's also he brings Yashua also brings it down that whatever aver, whatever organ you do in aver with in this world, in the next world it's very long and everybody can see it. So if you listen to lashon you get a big ear, and if you talk lashon you have a tongue that hangs to the ground. And he says some terrifying. I'm not even getting into other parts of the body. He says some really terrifying stuff about women and men and stuff like crazy stuff in the next world. So, so, and that's an embarrassment you can't escape from. Everybody sees it. So he brings down the Zaya that the one thing that clothes everything, like a cape that goes over your whole body, is a Muna. So if a person does have Aris, but if he has a Muna, so even though he's embarrassed because of what is the Avarim that grew, but the Maestro it's covered because a Muna is a, is a cloak that covers, that covers everything else. So I don't, I don't know the Kabbalistic meaning of all the different things that are described that Monica was wearing. Right? But each one is a description of a midah and something good that he did. Chor and kapak, all that stuff that he was wearing. So he also, she came in with Malchus because she corrected what happened at the Eitzadas and he came in with it. Now, if you look at Megillah, this is the source of everything. This, the whole source of the Megillah. So if you, what does that mean? Hamina eights, right? What does Haman have to do with the eights? What is the veil of the eights? What is the veil of the tree? So we know it's all entangled in this one thing. We know that the very of the tree was that if you, if you look how the Nafash set, set it up, he himself was Haman, he himself became Haman, and he himself ended up destroying himself because the way he set it up was like this. Fantastic! Right, when I learned this, I was like, "Whoa!" The, the Megillah will never be the same. So he 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 says like this to her. Did God tell you you can't eat from any of the trees? You can eat from any tree that you want. But the tree that's in the Taikagan, that was the one Hashem said we shouldn't eat. Now, at that point she wasn't interested in the tree. He didn't get to her. He didn't get to her yet. But when he told her that the day you eat from it, your eyes will open up. And you will, and you will be able to see good and bad, because Hashem has something you don't have. He has the ability to see between the difference of good and bad. So she, he brought the midah of jealousy into her. Now, again, how could she be jealous? She didn't have the Sahara. So the Sahara before the Eitzahara was outside the body. All right, so let's say you wanted to eat, let's say you want to watch a movie. So now, when the Sahara is inside your body, so who's telling you to watch the movie? You, you're telling you to watch the movie. In your head, you're like, I think I should only go to watch the movie, right? Before he, she ate from the Eitzadath, it's your friend telling you. It's an outside. The Nachos was outside. Go to the movie, go to the movie. I don't want to go to the movie. Go to the movie. So when, someone, when your friend wants to tell you to do something wrong, it's not, it's not easy to say no, but you can say no. But when you're telling yourself to do something wrong, it's much harder. Because so between the Nachos before and the Nachos after is that in the beginning, he, he was created and he was bad. But he was outside. We weren't created. We were not created with a Yetzirah. We didn't have inside our psyche a Yetzirah. So we were not created with a Yetzirah. But the Yetzirah was created. But he was outside. He was an outside influence. 
Once we ate from the Yitzhadas, then we got a Yitzhara. So everyone asked, like, how could she do an Avera if she didn't have a Yitzhara? She didn't have a Yitzhara, but there was a Yitzhara outside who tricked her. And what he tricked her, what he tricked her with, he was telling her that God has something you don't have. Ha ha. He knows good from bad. You don't. So all of a sudden, the minute he said that, something changed. All of a sudden, the next passage says, And the woman saw that the tree was good to eat. You can't see that a tree is good to eat. You can't see that a fruit is good to eat. You can taste that a fruit is good to eat. You can't look at an apple if you never ate an apple and say, That's good. Until you taste it, how do you know it's good? Maybe it's disgusting. Right? But when you become jealous... Automatically, what the other person has is good. Even if you didn't, even if you, even if you never drove that car, and you never, you, you never had that thing, and you don't even know if it's good for you. But if you have it, it's good for me. You don't have to taste it. That's jealousy. So all of a sudden, she sees that it's good, even though she never even tasted it. She's lusting for it. Girl, you didn't taste it. What you, what's, what's the lust? What are you, what are you lusting for something? The thing could be disgusting, right? If you're, if you're jealous of someone, you lust after what that other person has. It makes you crazy. The nechmod ha'etz. It became nechmod. Right? She took from the screen and she ate from Now, what happened when she did that was, she, she, she was metama for four, four out of her five senses. We have a sense of touch. She touched, she took the apple. We have a sense of seeing. She looked at it. Right? She looked at it. She listened to the nachash. And she tasted it. So four out of her five senses she made Tomei. The only sense she did not make Tomei was smell. That's why Adar, every month has a part of your body. Adar represents Chaitem, a person's nose. The only thing that sense that we can use against the Satan, that he wasn't the Tama when we ate from the tree because we were jealous, is the sense of smell. And that's why on Matzah Shabbos, when you make Havdalah, we have Bissamim. Because when you lose that neshama, how can you replace it? So if you replace it with anything else, you're not replacing it with something holy. The only thing that's holy is smell. Because smell, when do we eat from the Eitzadat? Erev Shabbos. So smell was the only thing that wasn't pagam. So when there's a void in our physical, spiritual self, the thing that fulfills that void is smell. What was Esther's name? Hadassah. Hadassim, myrtles, have an unbelievable smell. But they only smell when you crush them. So until Haman tried to destroy Esther and her and her whole so there was no smell to fight him. But the minute she became Esther Zuhadasa, when Esther was Esther, she was a plain girl. She was a plain girl. But now you put us all into trouble and she was taking Tahasveros. So now all of a sudden you crushed it. You crushed the myrtle, you crushed, now she became Hadassah. Hadassah is the one thing that the Sultan could not affect, smell. So she could take him down. What about Mordechai? So Mordechai, his name comes from the word Mordrar. In Pashkisisa, in Pashkisisa by the Ketairas. So it says, Take spices, good smelling spices. What is the spice you should take? Roish, the first, Mordror. Says, Uncleus, how do you tra- translate Mordror into Aramaic? Merodachia, which spells Mordechaya. 
So Mordechai's name means Mordra, which is a spice, which comes from smell. So the two people that could take Haman down, because Haman came from the tree, who was the Satan, who got her to sin, four out of five things, but the one thing he could not get them to do was to smell. So the only two people who could tell, take him down were the people who their source of their neshama was smell. How do you know the source of their neshama was smell? Because a person's name is his source. Her name was Hadassah and his name was Mordechai, which is Mordechai. It all comes from the first tree. And that explains, thank you very much. Oh, three crisis. What happened to five, four crisis? Oh, it's only Purim, it's not Pesach. Shkoyach. You hear what's going on here? The whole Purim is around that tree. Now, let's take a look at Mr. Haman. So Mr. Haman had everything. Haman had everything. He was the richest man he was the most powerful man in the world and the richest man in the world and he's going to be the next king. He had everything. What did he care that one miserable Jew didn't bow down to him? Because he was the Nachash. And the Nachash's source of the first Aveira was what? He said, you can have every tree but one. You have to eat from that one. So his his weapon that he got Chava to do is what unraveled him. He had everything but one. And he had to have that one. And that took him down. What a crazy Midah Kenega Midah. He took them down by telling them there's only one thing you don't have. You should have it. He took Chava and them down that way. They took him down because he had one thing that he couldn't have, which was Mordechai, which was Mordra, which was the one the one of the five senses that he, that, that he could not... Make Tomei. So one guy that he couldn't have, he had to have. And yeah, because he had to have one, had to have him, it destroyed him. And therefore, his whole thing, Haman's whole thing was to do what? What do you want to do with, with Mordechai? Where do you want to hang him? On the what? On the eights! Haman minat minatari minayin! Haman ha eights! His whole source was from the tree! So the first thing he did when he couldn't get the one thing that he wanted, which comes from the tree, the jealousy, was to take him and hang him on the tree. And where did he hang? It's all from the eights. It's all from the original eights. The whole thing comes from the original eights. And that's why he didn't say, let's chop his head off, let's, let's, do, let's kill him, let's stab him, let's shoot him. No. I want to build an eights. Because he wanted to remind the Avera of the eight Tadas. And he ended up getting hung on the same, on the eight that he prepared for Mordechai with the same, it's like the tickling going bad, the other way around. With the same Avera that he caused Mordechai to do with the eight, in the end hung him on the eight. There was one thing he couldn't have, and he had to have it, and that's what destroyed him. Crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. Zutaira. But it goes, it gets deeper. We're not done. We're not done. So the Haman, the Nachash, said the following. It, it was, it was in his genetics because of what he, what, his whole Avera that the Sultan got us to do was kinna, 
It was on, based on jealousy. That was his whole, that was his whole being. That, that is the Sutton's being. Lashon Hara comes from Kinna. Stealing comes from Kinna. Any really adultery comes like, why did, it's, it's someone else's wife. I want it. It's the one thing I'm not allowed to have. She's married to him. I want it. it it's all, all the big averas are all based in, in, adult, in, in this, in, I have to have something you have. So, so that was the basis of his. Now he knew, and he tried to remind Hashem of this avera all the time. So, what he, now, the, the way it works is like this. Remember Siddur? Someone brought me Siddur? Okay, so the way it works is like this. Every, every month, every month has Hashem's name spelled differently. So we know that Yudke Vavke is Rachamim, is Hashem's name of Rachamim. So, in, in Rosh Chodesh, in a Svardik Siddur, Svardi Siddur, so the Tziruf of Hashem's name, the different ways Hashem's name is spelled, the, the month that it's spelled correctly, Yudke Vavke, which is the name of Rachamim, is the month of, um, this is Ashkenaz, that's why it's not in there, I need um, the, the month of, the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan, Hashem's name is spelled, um, Yudke Vavke, I don't know if it's gonna be in this, maybe. In, um, in this month, it's spelled, Hey, 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 Yudvav. This, this, this month. Hey, hey, Yudvav. And they all mean something else. But the real name of Rachman in the correct order is Yudke Vavke. The, the, the worst name of Yudke Vavke, of the Tziruf, how we put it together, is when you spell Hashem's name backwards. When you spell his name backwards, instead of Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey, it's Hey, Vav, Hey, Yud. That's Din. What month is that? That's Tammuz. That's when the base of Major, when you land, the base of Major is starting to get destroyed. The beginning of the end here. So the month of Adar is Hey, Hey, Yud, Vav. Okay. The month of Tammuz is Hey, Vav, Hey, Yud. Now, each one of these word, each one of these letters, the way they put out, comes from a Pasuk. Hey, hey, um, and Thomas, hey, vav, hey, yud, where does that come from? So I'll tell you where that comes from. So here you have Haman. He's invited to the second party, right? So now not only is he the richest guy and everything's right, he thinks that Queen Esther's in love with him. For sure she's in love with me. She's inviting me to her party. So now he's like, he's, he's equal to the king. He's like, at the top, he has everything. Now he has everything. And he says the following. So he, the, the Nachash, wants to bring Hashem to his Kisei of Din, to destroy Klai Yisrael. So he is now going to be a Mitzaref words to spell Hashem's name backwards. But the, the letters have to come from the end of each word, because he, he's spelling them backwards. So it says the following. He's telling everybody... What's going on? And he called everyone together. The it's It's very cute. I remember as a kid, my Rebbe said this. The pasuk pasuk yud. If you want to look it up, pasuk yud, parak hey. So it says He came home. This was after being invited to the second party. and he sent the message. and they brought all his loved ones. The es zeres ishtai and zeresh his wife. So my Rebbe said, you see, he didn't get along with his wife. <laughs> they brought all his loved ones and Zeresh's wife. No, she wasn't one of his loved ones. 
Okay, anyway. And he told all his friends and his wife, Wow, I'm rich, I'm honored, I have a lot of children, a lot of sons. And he told them all about what the king had made him great. And that the king lifted him above, on top of all the other ministers, and all the other servants of the king. He was giving them a speech like, I am the man. Right? And Haman said, By the time they brought me to the first party with the, with the queen and the king, she invited me to the, another meal. He's like, he's like, he's showing off, man. He's telling them, like, I am the man. He is like showing off. And then he makes a crazy statement. It is all worth nothing to me. As long as Hashem Yeruya, as Manachai Yehudi, Yoshev Yisrael as long as I see that Jew sitting there. I'm the man. I got invited to the second party. This is how rich I am. He may be the number one man in the, in the world. It's worthless. Doesn't mean nothing to me. As long as that Jew doesn't bow down to me. What are you, stupid? You have everything. You made a whole speech. You have everything. It's not worth anything. And I've heard people talk like this. People that have everything, but somebody just, as long as he has something, it's all worthless to me. I got to see him go down. People like that never, they can't be happy. As long as somebody else has something that they want, they're not happy. So this was his shayrish. It's all worthless to me. Chava fell into this nachash. She fell into this, into this jail, into this pit. She had everything. Every tree living in Ganeiden didn't have to work, didn't have to do anything. But as long as I don't have that Eitzadas, it's all worthless to me. This is the Zuhama, the poison, the venom that the snake put into Chava. So the snake himself had this. This was Haman. If you take the words that he said, because he was trying to trigger the Midas Hadin, Zeh, Michol Zeh, Zeh is a hey, is a, is a hey. Zeh is a hey. The end, second, second letter, Zeh, Zayin hey, is a hey. Enenu, the last letter is above. Enenu, Enenu is above. Shaveh is a hey. Li is a yud. If you take those four words and you go backwards, it spells Hashem name backwards. So he, was trying to get Hashem to punish us with Midas Adin. But Esther was way pat, way smarter than he was. And she invited him to come to the meal, the second meal. She already knew who he was. And she knew that he was trying to take Hashem's name and spell it backwards. So she trapped him. <laughs> And if she could get him to come to the meal, Hashem's name would be spelled forwards correctly, Yerachamim. So when she invited him, she said the following. The king asked her, what do you want? 
Vatan Esther Vatomer Sheilasi Vakarshasi. The one thing I want in Matzasi Chaim Be'Eni Amelach. If I find favor in the eyes of the Melech, Elam Melech Toiv. And if it's okay with the king, listen. Sheilasi to listen to me. Vlasis Vakarshasi and to do what I want. Here it goes. Yavo Yud Hamelech Hey Vechaman Vav. No, sorry. That was Yavo. Yud Hey Vav. Where's the next Hey Hamishta? Where am I to L? Yavo is the Yud Hamelech is the Hey Vav Haman Vehaman. El Hamishta is the Hey because an L in between. This is not no. There's an L in between. There's an L in between. There's an L in between. That's not what. What? Right, so I'm looking for that. I don't see it. Hold on. It's a second part. Sorry, wrong I'm looking for is like this. It's in Pasik Pasik Dalad. I was reading. For success, it's for success. But time is Emal Hamelach Tov. If it's okay with the king, Yavo Hamelach Vahaman Hayom. Yavo is the Yud, Hamelach is the Hay, Vahaman is the Vav, Hayom is the Hay. So she said, "Come to the party. Hashem's name will be Yud K Vav K. Yavo Hamelach Vahaman Hayom." So she turned around the letters. He wanted to turn around backwards. She turned it back. Forwards, and we all know exactly what happened. We're not done. Now, now, what happens? So Haman knew that Haman knew that actually, even after she says, let me just see where she says it, she says it here, uh, he got up from the, he got up from the Ginas Hayam, alright, and Haman stood up, and we know that the Malach pushed her, pushed Haman, Pushed Haman on to Esther Hamalkon. Okay, this is already, this is so deep, I don't even know if I'm going to go here. So, I'm not going to go here, but what, what happened over here was Achishverosh had a problem. And Achishverosh's problem was that, okay, so Esther's saying, my, myself and my, and my, um, my nation, this Haman, this terrible person wanted to destroy. But Haman had nothing to worry about, because what's the king going to do to him? He's going to take him to court? I didn't sign it, Haman didn't sign it, it was signed by the king's, king's ring. So, Haman wasn't in trouble, even after Esther said, this guy trying to kill me and my, and my nation, at the end of the day, Haman's like, hey man, you can't do nothing, it's your ring, you signed it! In fact, the king couldn't even change it. He could only get the Jews to defend themselves. He could have changed the decree. So Haman had nothing to worry about. So Achishverosh was in big trouble here. He was like, what am I going to do? 
I can't take him to court. They're going to say, what do you mean? What do you want from Hama? You signed it. So he went out into the, he went out into the garden, right? Because he's trying to figure out a way to destroy Haman. He came back in, he didn't have a way. He came back in because he didn't have an answer. When he came back in, the Malach pushed Haman on to, onto Esther. He said, you, you, you're attacking my wife with me within, in, in, in my palace? And Haman knew that the law in Persia is that you don't have to take someone to court for that. If someone's raping your wife, you're just, especially the queen, he's finished. So that's why it says, Upnei Haman Chafu. His face changed because he knew now, until then he wasn't worried. What are you going to do to me? What are you going to do to me already? Right? You can't. It's your signature. But the minute he came in and, and he was like, and the king said, you're, you're, you're attacking my wife with me in, with, in my castle? Upnei Haman Chafu. His face changed. That's why we wear masks. Why do you wear a mask? Because his face changed. Changed colors. And a very deep, deep... I don't. I didn't see this anywhere. I didn't really get a chance to go that deep into, into this whole thing. The mice, uh, the, the, the snake also attacked. We know in Kabbalah that the snake attacked Kabbalah. He didn't, she didn't just eat from the tree. He did something to her. He, he did something to her. It's brought down in all the swarm. And that's why... That's why the, the, the women that they have every month they have what they have is because it's the Zuhama from the snake they have to get rid of that Tuma Tumas Nida comes from the Nachash Tumas Nida comes from the Nachash he didn't just only and that's why Adam separated from her for 130 years the snake was Ma'anasar that's brought down the Zayar brought down other farm yeah and that's why Nida has such, why Nida has such a Tuma such a Tumas Nida such a Tuma such a heavy Tuma because it's the Zuhum of the Nachash. Everyone speaks about that. So I didn't see this because I didn't get deep, that deep into this yet. But that's what happened by the Eitzhadash too. The same thing that he saw going on, that he thought was going on over here, was actually what the Nachash did to her. So it's all, it's all this Nachash, the eight, he gets, he gets hung up on the eight, he gets hung on an eight, he wanted to hang him on an eight, right? It's all the eight, Hamina eight, the whole, the whole eight, the whole Avera that he wanted, Kinna, and his Kinna, and that's who he was, Eno Shavali, nothing in the world is worth to me, there's one thing I can't have, that's what he put it to her. So if there's one thing you can't have, then nothing's worth anything. And that's why she ate from the eight Zanas. It's all, shh. And, and even the, the, even the, the, Gezerah, the Gezerah was never ripped up. Because in Kabbalah of the whole Megillah, wherever it says Hamelach without Achashverosh, it's talking about Hashem. And that, and, and I, I can read it to you from inside, that the, the, when the Malach, the bad Malach came to Hashem, Hashem did sign the decree. He did sign the decree, sort of with his signet ring. So Hashem, once he signed something, it's, it's gotta happen. So the king said, I can't take it back what I did, but I could write that they could defend themselves. So it's brought down that the Gezerah of Purim was never ripped up. And that's why we had the Holocaust, and that's why Thurim uh, Malchus, all this stuff. And, and it brings that also, Kedob brings that, that has something to do with selling of Yosef and Tzadik. But we know from the famous story that the, in the Nuremberg trials, when they hung the last Nazi, he, first of all, how many, how many children were hung? Ten children. Ten, ten Nazis were hung. And he said, what do you think, this is a Purim spiel? Right. So, so it's all, it's all tied into, so the Gezerah was never ripped up of Purim. 
because Hashem signed it with the Tabas and went to sign the Tabas, so we were able to defend ourselves. We were able to turn it around. We weren't, we weren't able to break that Gzeirah. Not Gzeirah until Mashiach comes. And maybe that's the Etzadas. The Etzadavera of the Etzadas doesn't get fixed until Mashiach comes. It's all the same. It's right. It's all the same. I didn't see that anywhere, but I didn't get I didn't get deep enough in the safe yet to see it. But I'm thinking that maybe it's all it's all, it's all tied into this tree, to jealousy, to this tree, and that was I, I spoke about this last night. Achshir said, I, I I don't want to fight the Jews. I mean, I'm a rich guy. I got a thousand wives. Right? Life is great. Paro tried this. He got wiped out. My grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, tried this. Uh, I mean, he got wiped out. What's his name? Rashi's grandfather. Belshetzar, he got wiped out. Everybody got wiped out. The Romans, the Greeks. I got a good thing going. So, Haman, who understood jealousy, because that's where he came from, he told Achashverosh, he says, you're right. You're 100% right. They all got, they all got wiped out, but we're not going to get wiped out. Why not? So he said, his opening statement, opening statement, the Klai Yisrael, this one nation, the one nation, Hashem's nation, they're all spread out. They don't get along with each other. Wherever you find a Jew, anywhere in your Malchus, they don't get along. We have nothing to worry about. There's not even a pocket of them that hang together. They have no actors. They're all jealous of each other. This is what he lived in, right? So he makes a statement. He doesn't say... Here in Shushan, they don't get along. The Chomi Dinos Machusechem to say I'm Shonish. We call them; they're different than everybody. They don't listen to the king. And it says in the Chidot, he brings it down. The Kavayasha that he was talking to Hashem, and he said, "Hashem, they don't listen to your mitzvos. They don't get along with each other because we know." Chovetz Chaim brings down that when David Amalek went to war, he lost soldiers because they weren't at peace with each other. Well, I think it was Achav, like the worst king, the biggest Russia, who did all that by the Zara, he never lost a soldier. He was a Russia. But they all got, they all loved each other. All the guys loved each other. So they never lost a man. So when Amalek was a big child, he lost soldiers. No, what? They spoke Russian, they didn't speak Russian. No, he, the bad guys, they didn't speak Russian, right. But by him they did. So he's saying over here, he's talking, he's talking, and he's saying, um, the halachas of the, of the king and the Maisam. They don't do the halachas. The Mephuzim are far between all the nations. They don't get along. And to Hashem, to the king, it's not worth keeping them. This is the Sultan talking. Because of Abnon, you should write to destroy them. And he took the, he took the ring off. And, he, and, and, and they were signed. And that's why later when Esther comes, and says, you know, turn it around. The Melech says, I can't. I can't turn it around. Right? She asks him. But Right? Change it. And she said, "Yikasef, right? to bring everything back." Said, "How could I see this?" And he said, "I can give you base Haman, and you can write whatever you want." B'shem Amelav, 
what he says. Kitzava shenifta b'shem Amelach, or Gizera that is written in the name of the King of Hashem, the Nachman b'tabas Amelach, and it's sealed with the ring of the King Ein Lahashiv. You can't take it back. You can change it, that you can defend yourselves. You can't take it back. So this Gizera is hanging around, and that Mashiach Mister Mashiach comes, it'll be gone. But the Gzera was never was never mezvatel. And and the, the 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 interesting thing is, and I, I spoke about this. I was speaking last night somewhere, and that 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 how do we how do we correct this? How do we correct this? That they're a nation that doesn't get along with each other, and they're and with all the Medinos, nowhere, not in Israel, not in Brazil, not in America, not in Belgium, not in England. This is what he was saying. Like we do get along, but right. So how do you correct that? So Purim corrects that. How does Purim correct that? Because Every Jew, right? So we start off like this. Mishlachmonis Ishtarayehu. You you can't be miyayt to the mitzvah shlachmonis if you don't have a friend. The mitzvah Ishlachmonis Ishtarayehu. That one Jew should send presents to the other. That makes peace when you send someone a present. But at the same time that you're giving each other presents, there are poor people who aren't getting nothing. So we don't want them to be jealous. So Matan says, Yonah, make sure that you give them something. So now you're giving the poor people and you're giving your friends. You have a family. It's your whole family has to be there together. A family that stays together, prays together. The mitzvah of the mitzvah, uh, prays together, stays together. The mitzvah of, of reading the Megillah is a special mitzvah. That everyone should be together. You shouldn't read it just privately and at home. You should read it publicly with everyone together. So the tikkun of why the Haman, the Nachash, even got anything going against us was because hey, Mufurda, Mufurda, they're all spread out. So Esther, Amalka, and Mordechai got together and they wrote Megillah Esther and they wrote these mitzvahs that we have to do. Those are the mitzvahs to put us all back together. Shlachmanos, Ishtarieya, we're all friends. But at the same time, we're worried about our poor. But at the same time, charity begins at home. You have a Sudas Purim where everyone has to come to eat together. And at the same time, when we hear, when we listen to the Megillah, we all listen together. No one's jealous. We all listen to the Megillah together. And of course, we make a lot of noise when we hear Haman. So the basis, the basis of the whole miracle and the whole situation that happened on Purim is based on the eights. It's based on the tree. He got hung on the eights, wanted to hang Mordechai on the eights. It came from the eights. It came from the jealousy of having the one thing you could not have. That's where we fell. That's where he fell. We fell at the eights. He fell at the eights. We fell because of jealousy. The one thing we could not have, we had to have. He fell because he said, it's a crazy statement. I have everything. He's telling them how he has everything. It's not worth anything to me. And by the way, just a little additive, that word, that not, it's not worth anything to me, is the opposite of Hashem. That's why it spells Hashem's name backwards. Because the, 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 the whole thing of Hashem, Yudke Vavke, is a tziruf of just the opposite, not being jealous. And whatever I have, what, what is believing in Akrish Baruch Hu, is that whatever I have, I'm supposed to have. I'm not supposed to have what you have. Right? So automatically, a person who says, I have everything, but because I don't have that, it's all worthless. What is he? What is he? It's a kafir toif. I have everything. I don't have one thing. I have nothing. You're the biggest kafir toif in the world. You're, you're, the, you're the biggest unappreciative person in the world. I gave you everything. It's like you give the kid everything and you don't give one. Oh, dad, you didn't give me anything. Oh, what are you talking about? I gave you everything. No, but this car doesn't have a convertible top. So you didn't give me anything. I gave you everything. You didn't give me anything. That's the opposite of Hashem's name. 
It's a kafik toiv. A kafik toiv is the opposite of a kodesh baruch We know that a hakarasa toiv is the basis, the basis of a relationship. A kafik toiv is the basis of non-relationship. So when he said out of his mouth, right, b'cholze and inu spells Hashem's name backwards exactly. That's Hashem's name backwards. A person with a kafik toiv brings din to the world. He spells Hashem's name backwards. So pronounce the time to sit and to appreciate what a kodesh baruch gave us. And to share what we have, to make sure, right, that we have a re'ehu, a friend, and that we support our avyonim, and that we have a sudas purim. And that's what we have to work on ourselves, the midah, that we have to work on ourselves on purim, is to break this midah of jealousy. Stop looking at what everybody else has. That was, that was our downfall. And that the one thing that the one sense that we had that was not Matama in the end, right? Which came from the Eitzadas, that she didn't smell, Baruch Hashem, she did not smell the tree. So the two things that, the two people that were based in, in spices, in smell, which was more drawer, right? Were able to destroy him. And the whole thing of Bissamim, that's not tonight's year. The whole thing of Bissamim, why you don't, why the godless, the strength of Bissamim, because it's not really, odor is not really something that you can see, but it, it has a big effect. Something smells terrible, you're not going to eat it, right? Something smells good, it draws you to eat it, right? Smell has a fantastic kayak. And she didn't smell it. You know, you take an apple, whatever the fruit was, an apple, an estrogen, you know, you smell it before you eat something usually. She didn't smell it. Had she smelled it, we would have been in big trouble. Mordechai and Hadassah and Hadass wouldn't have been able to help us. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all based in this. So we need to make sure that our Kirsch whose name um, is spelled correctly. So I want to end... There's so much, there's so much here. It's very short because it's very important that on Paris Esther, Mitz Hashem on Wednesday, next week, everybody has to say in Tehillim, Perechav Beis. Okay? First of all, he brings down, number one, we don't have time tonight, but he brings down in the Kalayosha that men have to go to the mikvah. You should go to the mikvah before mikvah Megillah at night, you should go to the mikvah in the morning. And you need, and you thought it was very, very important to Davin was seeking. To Davin was seeking on, um, on Purim morning. He says the following. <coughs> so, the, the, the called Beis Atil was Lamazel Yasashacha. Yasashacha was actually Esther Hamalka. She was called Yasashacha. Okay. I'm going to tell you one beautiful shot here. What pasuk is that? It's very hard to understand. It's fantastic. You should look through the Kavayosha on Purim. So, so who do they have times to? Who is he angry at? Who is Haman angry at? Why did you just kill him? Everyone else bowed down. All the other Jews bowed down to him. Why did you just kill Why did you just modify who didn't bow down to him? You should have killed him, right? He was the leader. What? You should have taken him down. And then that's a, a bigger ride you should have taken him down. I'm going to tell you why. It's unbelievable. He says why. Uh, what pasuk is this? What pasuk? What pasuk? What pasuk? Oh, Hashem, you're the best. Right, right in front of me. I want to show you how smart the Satan is. Haman. Haman saw that Mordechai wasn't buying down to him. Haman he became very angry. He 
And he didn't want to, like, the exact translation of Eve is, I don't know. Booza, Booza. It was like, he didn't want to, to, to hurt Monachai by himself. Because he found out that Monachai was a Jew, he did not want to hurt him by himself. He decided, I want to kill all the Jews. Just the opposite. If he's the one that didn't bow down to you, he's the one you should want to kill. Specifically, he did not want to kill him. He wanted to kill everybody, but everyone else bowed down. But he was a nachash, and he's a sata. Listen to this. Tavayasha. Ulechem, therefore, Hayahaman Mishyara, he was very scared. Shiyito Zatzadik Echot Yushaka Kenegkar Yisrael, that God will take, will let him kill this one tzadik. The tzadik Achen Nailid, but Yisrael Chayim Kayyamim. And another tzaddik will be born and the Jews will continue. Why? Because he figured, if he's going to kill Mordechai, yeah, you throw kapara. The Jews are going to be forgiven. When the Galadar dies, it's a kapara on the whole nation. Right? Mordechai was equal to the whole Klaistro. He said to kill Mordechai, then the Jews are going to be able to go free because they're going to be forgiven. He said, specifically, I don't want to kill him. If I kill him, they're going to walk away. i got to kill them. There's a serpent. He knew what he was doing. Otherwise, this whole process doesn't make sense. Why did you kill him? You kill him, everyone else is bowing down to you. He said, if I kill him, they're all going to be forgiven. I don't want them all to be forgiven. So he went out to, he, 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 he did it the other way. So anyway, Mitzah Hashem, when they read, there's so much, I could keep here all night. But there, there's so much, but in Mitzvah Hashem, when are we going to say out loud that Pasik at the end? You have to have in mind, right, by Mordechai, that Mordechai walked out with this lavush, this beautiful lavush, and that's what we have to think about. We have to come out of Purim, You're supposed to do tshuva, it says it's greater than, it's greater than Yom Kippur, it's a bigger day, than, a bigger day than Yom Kippur. Um, it's a day according to Rav Shimshim Pinkus that is relived by Hashem every single every single year. I've spoken about this many times. It's, it's Yom Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim. So if I say, um, "Well, my outside shot is as good as Michael Jordan's," whose outside is whose outside shot is better? His, because I'm comparing mine to him. So if Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim, that means Purim is greater than Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is like Purim. That's wow, that means Purim's better, Purim's greater. So Purim is bigger than Yom Kippur. And the reason that Purim is bigger than Yom Kippur is because to fast and to separate yourself from the physical world in order to become spiritual is one thing. But to take the physical world and lift it to a spiritual level, much harder. So in Yom Kippur, okay, you're, you're like an angel. You're like a malach. You're not eating, you're not drinking, you're not wearing shoes. You know, you're fasting. You're like an angel. It's very big. But to to drink and eat a su'uda and do shlachmanos and do all these physical things, hearing and eating and all these different things that you're doing, right? And to be able to raise that to a level of 
Kedusha, much harder and much greater. Because the reason we're really in this world is not, not to be angels, but to take a fruit, make a bracha, and lift it to a spiritual rate. So on, your, on, on Purim, we're, we're, it's a physical yantar. We're not fasting. You're not, you're not supposed to fast, right? It's not, it's not Shabbos. You're not separating yourself from the world. Just the opposite. Not to get drunk and throw up all over and smoke and, and, and act like an idiot. That's just the opposite. That's what the Sultan does. Sultan's very smart. He's like, so, so you, you see, the, the minute we get a little heter, like not to say takonon if there's a chasan, right, or something, all of a sudden it's like, it's the Rebbe's grandfather's uncle's yard site, we're not saying takonon today. There was a bris two blocks away, so it's in this certain neighborhood, we're not saying takonon. There's just some shuls. Friday we don't say takonon, it's Arab Shabbos, Sunday we don't say takonon, it's the day after five. I've been into shuls like that, right? Because the minute you start, the minute you touch takonon, the minute you give a little hole, we like, we, we make that hole much bigger. So on Purim, Right, you're supposed to drink wine. So the minute it became drinking wine, all of a sudden kids are coming, they're drinking scotch. Where does it say in the midst of to drink scotch? There's no, there's no mitzvah. Mitzvah is only to drink yayin. Why yayin? Why yayin? Come on guys, I gave you a whole shit tonight. This is easy. What was the tree? What was the Das? Was, what's most, most older was grapes. Not only that, the Zayar says that the reason he didn't recognize it, he knew what was going on there. So that's Hashem showed him. So why do you eat grapes? So, so the, the, the Zayar says that she squeezed, she squeezed the grapes into wine and gave him wine. He didn't recognize it. What's the Zayar? He should have asked her where did it come from. Well, who's that? Sure. Like, where did it come from? Where did you get it from? Should have asked him questions. So the Avera! Of the whole eighth of the whole tree, which was Haman, which had middle eighth, which is the Eitzahara, which is Satan, which is jealousy, which is the whole reason that we went down and poured that, that is before the before it. The whole thing is based in wine. So the tikkun for it is to drink wine on Purim. So the Eitzahara knows that. We've been at that tree before. So what does he do? He turns the whole thing into a bunch of kids running around drunk, throwing up all over the place, acting like idiots. Because that's the source, this whole source of the whole tikkun. He wants to make sure that you don't do the tikkun. Specifically, yain. It doesn't say smoke pot on Purim so you don't know the difference between Haman and, and, and Mordechai. It doesn't say drink scotch so you don't know the difference between Haman and Mordechai. It doesn't say drink a six pack of beer so you don't know the difference between Haman and Mordechai. No! Those are not, that's, that, that's not what you're supposed to say. Yayin. The mitzvah is in yayin. Because yayin is what took us down. Because yayin was the Eitzhadas and the whole Purim is based on the eights. He made an eights to hang him. He hung on the eights. It's all about the eights. So on Purim, it's a mitzvah. Not only on Purim, but it says that all Kiddush, Shabbos, Chasna, all the things that we do mitzvahs in, you're supposed to do with Yayin. Why specifically with Yayin? Because it's to be masaking the Avera that was done by the Eitzadas. That's why we make Kiddush al Yayin. That's why we drink yayin. And it's something to do with the word. I don't know exactly how it works out with the yud, yud, and the nun. Exactly how it works out, but whatever it is. So in the mitzvah and Purim, right? We have, we have like five things to do. We have pursue nisa, which is to put, bring us together, to eat, to eat together, to give the poor, and to drink wine until you don't know the difference between Haman and Malachi. Why wine? And the answer is because we're trying to be masakin what happened about the eights and dots. So all those other four things that we do would be masakin. I'm not jealous. I'm not looking at the other person. I want to, I want to get my friend to eat. I want to get the poor people to eat. I want to get my family to eat. I want to chill together all in the shul together. I'm going to listen to the, to the Megillah together. It's all fixing what the Nachash was saying to Hashem that the Jews don't get along. But the, the thing that we have to, to specifically to drink wine on for him is to fix the eights and dots. 
So a person who gets drunk is doing exactly the opposite of what you're supposed to do. And maybe taking Hashem's Yudkei and mixing it up a little bit. Just the opposite. You're supposed to drink enough that you don't know the difference between Oroh Mordechai and Baruch Mordechai and Oroh Haman. And how drunk is that? Very little drunk. Why? Because actually, Oroh Haman and Baruch Mordechai have the same gematria. They're exactly. They equal Oroh Haman equals Baruch Mordechai. So, you have to get drunk enough that you don't know the difference between the two. You can't do the math. I know some people don't even have to get drunk. They can't do the math. But it's not very drunk. It's not very drunk. And therefore, that's the, that's the, mitzvah, the special mitzvah to fix it. So a person wants to drink a little bit, and he gets a little buzz. That, that, and, and, and what is that? What is that mitzvah? I talk about it every year. What is that mitzvah? It sounds like the craziest thing in the world. I shouldn't know the difference between, between Hitler, Yimachshimo, and the Chabot Chaim. Like, what are we talking about? What kind of mitzvah is that? I should know the difference between hating, hating Hitler, cursing Hitler, and benching the Chabot Chaim. If some rabbi would get up and say, listen, you have a mitzvah one day a year, blesses Yomachshimo Hitler, and curses the Chabot Chaim, we would take that rabbi, we'd stone him. Are you crazy? You're him. Guy gets up and says, you should bless Hitler, and you should curse the Chabot Chaim. He's crazy, he's crazy. Even, even the worst guys on the internet, that are the worst anti-Orthodox religious people, are not going to post, bless Hitler, and, and curse the Chabot Chaim. So... What's going on over here? What kind of? What, what, why would the Chachamim tell us that you're supposed to do? You're supposed to sit there and say, Baruch What's going on over here? So the answer, and I talk about this every year. The answer is goes back goes back to the tree. Since since the Nachash, since the Eitzanas, Toivara mixed. Whatever is good has bad. Whatever has bad has good. Haman. Was bad, was bad, had no good intentions whatsoever. But at the end of the day, because of what he did, the Jews got together and they fasted for three days and they were makabal, o machushemayim, they were makabal the Torah for the first time ba'ahava. They were makabal Torah with love. Who caused that? Haman. So in the physical world, man, you try to wipe me out, you try to kill us, right? But if I leave my physical world and I went to the spiritual world, I would see, well, in the spiritual world, he gets a little bit credit because he was the cause of us doing tshuva and, and being makabal ba'ava. So if I drink enough that I'm out of my physical body, and that's why if you go to sleep, you don't have to drink. If you go to sleep, why? Because when you're sleeping, you're out of your physical body, you're in your spiritual body. That's enough. When you're in your spiritual body, you realize in the next world, yeah, in this world, he tried to kill us. I told you the story last week with the uh, with Avram ben Avram, right? Yeah. Right. So Avram ben Avram, what do you say? That guy has to come to Gan Eden because he he, he mastered on me, but because of him, I got burnt at the stake. So when you're on that level, right? So, so when you're drunk and you're not in your physical state, yeah, you should bench uh, Haman a little bit. He did something good. Outcome was good. You know, he was bad. Mordechai, why did he deserve a curse? So at the end of the at the end of the Megillah, we say. And he was accepted the roiv of Yisrael. What, what, what does that mean most of Yisrael? Why don't all the Jews accept him? I'm not going to get into this. It's a different shift. If you want to hear it, you've got to go back onto Torah time in a few years. But we know that Mashiach was supposed to come and at this time. Really, the Jews were supposed to be all destroyed by Haman. They were supposed to be wiped out and Mashiach was supposed to come. And the Gula would have come and that would have been the end of it. No Holocaust, no none of this stuff. We'd all be sitting here in the Beit HaMikdash. He knew that Baruch HaKadosh. 
let the Jews all die. But Mordechai didn't let all the Jews die, right? And his his answer was that I'm the leader of Christ, so my job is to keep them alive. My job is not to bring Mashiach. My job is to keep, I'm the leader, to keep the, it says also that by Moshe Abbeinu, by the ego, if they would all been killed, and they would have come out of Moshe Abbeinu, also would have been Moshe, whatever, Moshe Abbeinu said to Hashem, that's not my job, it's not, my, I'm the leader of the flock, my, the, what's the shepherd's job? Shepherd's job is to make sure that the wolves and the bears don't eat the sheep. So, so Mordechai said, listen, you guys want Mashiach, I hear you. It's a good song, we need Mashiach, we want Mashiach, it's a great song. But I'm the leader of class, so I am not letting all these Jews and children and wives and women and little babies be wiped out, be killed. So he went with Esther, and they broke the Xera, right? But there were, there were people, there were the Nevi'im in, in his day, right? Leaders in his day that knew Mashiach was supposed to come, they were very angry at him. They were like, why'd you do that? You should have let Mashiach come. And you see how many millions of Jews died after that, right? So, Roy of Klyasol said, thank God you saved me. But some of them said, you should have let us all go and then Mashiach would have come. But you can't say that in the physical world. In the physical world, our job is to, is to save another Jew. But once you're drunk, you could have brought Mashiach and you did it. So there's a little curse. There's a little curse that you didn't bring Mashiach. And there's a little bracha haman that you put us all together. So that only can happen when you drink. Because in the physical world, he was a Russia. Haman was a Russia and Mordechai was a Tzadik. But if I leave my body and I go look into the other world and I'm looking down from the spiritual world, you didn't bring Mashiach. Come on. You know, you could have brought Mashiach and you didn't bring Mashiach. It's a little bit Aurora Mordechai. And there's a little bit Baruch Haman in the other world. But when you're on this world, it's Baruch Mordechai and it's Baruch Mordechai and it's Aurora Haman. That's why a person's supposed to drink. Why? So... The reason I'm supposed to drink is that you should have a realization on Purim that you don't understand everything that you see. And sometimes the worst things in the world have a little bracha in them. And sometimes the things that look like the greatest things in the world have a little klala in them. And that's the basis of Akar Satov. The basis of Akar Satov is that I recognize that whatever is bad has good, and what, everything that Hashem does has a cheshman. That was Haman's thing. That, it's just not worth anything. And we're, we're just the opposite. We don't really understand. So in my physical thing, I see one thing. In my spiritual eye, I see another thing. Right? And that's... So my bracha to everyone here, and to Kla Yisrael, the, the Ezrat Hashem, this year, being... It's also brought down. In fact, I'm finished. Don't worry. No more stories. Also brought down that... I believe every one of his Levushim represented, it's not brought down in Rashi, it's not going to be in Rashi, but it's brought down in Sfarim that when he went out, when we, when we say this out loud, I don't think Rashi brings it down, was to fill it or not, um, it says when he walked out, Rashi says, I don't think it is, no, it just says very, very... So all these begotten... I, I forgot, I don't have it here in front of me. But all these begotten stand, stood for something. Are they the eight begotten of the Kayin? Let's see what they got. Chelos. Chelos. Chor. Terzahov. Tafrit. Butz. Agamon. I don't know. But anyway, we, we should... Just like we're going to say... That we should all be Zaychah. The whole Chayashah should be Zaychah this year. On Purim to see the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol come out of the base of Middash, 
who also were begadim of Chelez, which will be Zaycha, to see La Yehudim Haisa Ayra Vesimcha Vesatsa Yukam. That's crazy. Good stuff, good stuff. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.